Armstrong and Getty. So with my dad and so Getty. <laughs> Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. Wake up. On a shucky ducky kind of day. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes Somebody... you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you're right away you're getting f fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean right. to offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, sell it. I'll go home and get your f***ing shine box. I'll give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C, senor. Am I right? It's Friday. Am I correct about that? That is correct, sir. Dimly lit room, etc., etc. And today, under the tutelage of our general manager, not North Korean missiles, not London terror attacks, not Hurricane Shapiro coming to Berkeley. The troops of Vladimir Putin are our general manager today. Stay tuned. Okay. And I'm I'm addressing the world. The world should stay tuned. People around the world. I don't like our new bosses. I don't either. You, no, you're not going to like them a bit. Mm. Don't like that at all? Especially Hurricane Shapiro, fly. that's pretty good. Yeah, thank you. I, I wish I'd coined it. I haven't. Should have come you up with it. for me. You've stolen twice. If you'd have come up with it like a week ago, it could have really caught on. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, so... Mm, you know, cool. it was a number of years ago, people stopped saying, you know, Joe has a lot of potential. <laughs> That's over. I don't. I have no potential left. <laughs> so, again, uh, thieving is the best I can muster. Now, there's some quote about unachieved potential that I've always really liked, but I never yes. can remember it. Yeah, me neither. It's, uh, Those who cannot remember this saying will not achieve their potential, <laughs> I think is how it goes. <laughs> but I've always found it withering every time I hear it. Yes, it's... Uh, God, time... It's a Thomas Edison, or it's a genius. Genius means genius ain't so great. Uh, unachieved potential is all over the place. Yeah, I mean yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, that, that's, but a little more eloquent, slightly. Yeah, that and fifty cents will get you a cup of coffee. Potential, really. Uh, you know what we're going to do today? I mean, Joe's just brought this up. We're going to study the world. Study the world. All right, goody, good, goody. We're going to study the world. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, study the world. Yeah, Michael. You're going to want to study the world, Michael. 
Your cynicism is wearing me out. <laughs> Here's, I'm just going to give you a tidbit. Okay? A tidbit. So, Vlad Putin and the Russians are conducting a little military exercise right around the border of Belarus. Nice little country. Never offends anybody, right? And in keeping with the international traditions, Vlad Putin says, yeah, we got about 5,000 guys. We're going through the motions, practicing our tank stuff. So, you know, we know which button uh, does what. 5,000 guys. International observers think it's more like 100,000 guys. Oh, wow. Putin has amassed perhaps 100,000 troops secretly on the border of a neighboring country with uh, uh, with a, and this is the oldest trick in the book, a fairly significant Russian ethnic population that he may or may not claim at some point are being oppressed by the Belarusian government, and in he will go. Oh, he couldn't possibly do that. Signed, Ukraine. Signed, Georgia. I thought you were talking about the uh, the army of uh, Facebook and Twitter groups that we're learning about. Russia had a Facebook page that had more followers in Texas than the Republican Party of Texas had that organized all kinds of events during the election, which is just amazing. It really is. And Twitter followers and and stories and stuff, we're we're, we're just scratching the surface of how much they've been jerking us around. How much of the stuff we've been talking about on talk radio, all the, everybody's talking about this, the everybody was the Russians. Wow. (laughs) Getting us all whipped up about Wow. Who knows about you know, Black Lives Matter stuff, immigration stuff, all this different stuff. A lot of it, these are all real issues, but the fact that it was inflamed to the point that everybody's marching in the streets, how much of it was driven by the Russians? That's a amazing. lot of it. That's amazing. I can't wait to learn more about yeah, it. It's really interesting. Anyway, we got to introduce everybody in the squad to get started here on the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? Uh, pretty good. Uh, remember a while back I said I uh, bought a cat feeder for my girlfriend's uh, cat? I do remember it that. Was an- Automatic cat. It's actually worked out great. I love it. I can program it from you know the cell phone. And and this saves you having to dip a little plastic cup into a, a bag right, and put it in there once a day. <laughs> well, Which, the, I, as a guy who does it, I know how. It's a, it's a tough job. Well, what's weird is the cat, you know, for a long time, it would only eat five or six pebbles and it would throw up. And so we, <laughs> you know, we had to feed it just little amounts. Well, of course, we get this new machine, and now this cat will eat everything doesn't throw up and so i'm thinking the cat was pulling something over on me just wanted an automatic just, feeder just wanted an automatic feeder or just a bigger meal and is it getting fat yes yeah <laughs> so i be careful a cat can balloon like a balloon and I think they're the, funny yeah fat they're cats funny. are funny oh this is pet abuse so i think that throwing up was just a behavioral you know f you to me basically <laughs> you know get me some real food um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up through me. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, interesting movie opening up at the Cinemaplex this weekend, a movie entitled Mother. It is, uh... Is that I, J-Law? Uh, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence and, uh, director Darren Aron- Aronofsky. Who's her boyfriend. Yes. 21 years her senior. Uh, this guy makes very interesting movies. It's classically the type of movie, it's, you're done watching it, you're like, well, what was that? I'm glad I watched it, but I certainly never want to see that again. Movies like Requiem for a Dream, Black Swan. Um, very, very well regarded in the, the critic circles. I think this could be a, uh, one of the movies that you hear about for Oscar time. I haven't seen it yet, but a lot of the buzz surrounding it, a lot of good performances. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she is dating the director, 21 years her elder. How old is she? I, she is 27. He is 48. Gotcha. And uh, I don't know why that makes me more hesitant to see the movie, but it, it makes does. me more hesitant to see it, too. <laughs> it's perverse, sick. <laughs> Especially because the movie's about some sort of, it kind of deals with, uh, a younger wife 
dating a an older, successful kind of entertainment poet person in the movie. Really? And kind of... And he directed and she's the star. Yeah, that's so getting it, a little it, weird, isn't it? It seems that's like a weird... That's just a home movie. Stockholm syndrome <laughs> yeah. sort of... Like, I don't know what's going yeah. on here, but yeah. it's, it seems odd. It, yeah, it seems like you're uh, you're um, uh, contributing to something unhealthy. Oh, one, uh, one other final note. Javier Bardem is also in this movie, and I hope he continues the tradition of him acting through his haircut. Right. That is something that he does in all of his movies, and it's fantastic. He's a real innovator in that. He's like Brando with method acting, haircut acting. Yeah. 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 Hey, I need, to, I need to quickly rewind... Uh, this is the problem with analyzing stories you just heard. Uh, Belarus and the Russians are friendly, and what's being threatened are the Balkan, Baltic stakes. You're Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia. I was hoping so a, that's the menace. I was hoping but it's a, still menacing. I was hoping to fry up some delicious Baltic states this this weekend. <laughs> Baltic steaks? I like a medium yeah. rare. Oh, yeah. There is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, it came across a very ripe night of the open road, passed out by our back door of the yeah. mighty Armstrong and Getty uh, broadcast compound this morning. Unbelievable. It's just like, Beds are a social construction, Marshall. You know, and so you kind of... <laughs> You kind of tiptoe around the body after uh, assuming he's still alive. So I do believe security came and escorted the gentleman. Yeah, as, uh, as, as many of the cities we broadcast in yeah. become more and more uh, overtaken by the homeless population for a variety of policy reasons. And um, since I had my experience with the, the transient right. guy screaming at my family and talking to the police and everything like that, I've had so many conversations with people who who realized, as I had realized, the way we've subtly changed our lives over mm-hmm. the past like fifteen years to adapt to this new world. Correct, and you, you don't really notice it all at once. But little things like I don't go there anymore, or I don't go there after dark anymore, right. or I, you know, I I look around now when I walk into the building and just stuff like that. You just adapting to the situation. That something we shouldn't put it we should put up with yeah i we shouldn't be going in that entrance i go in that entrance now because i yeah. had too many freaky encounters with guys suddenly coming out of the dark and that's yeah. not okay yeah. that's no. not okay that we're all adjusting our lives for this and not pushing back against the policies that are allowing this to happen but you just slowly kind of adapt you know i'll, I'll park over here now right. because it's scary over right. there i'll take my kids to this park because that park has that p- population over there in the bushes mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy to start adjusting our lives like that anyway that's a different topic it's Friday. You don't want to hear about it. No. You want to party. You want to drink. Not with the coming Russian war. Exactly. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday. How did it get to be Friday already? September the 15th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. All right. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. And what a blockbuster it will be. Let's begin at Mark. There's a pathetic new movement arising all over the country, from Sacramento to Berkeley to Dallas to Charlottesville. And that movement says that speech is violence and must be treated as such. This is groups like Refuse Fascism. Don't worry, I'll get to the alt-right later. This is groups like Refuse Fascism, which professes to promote protest, but has actually said it won't rule out working with groups like Antifa. There you go, little Ben Shapiro from last night at UC Berkeley. He did get to speak. We're going to talk more about that. What was the scene like? People were gathering early in the day to try to be on one side or another of that. So that should be exciting. What are other headlines, Marshall? I got a terror attack at a London subway this morning. North Korea, South Korea dueling missile launches and hundreds protest Hurricane Ben Shapiro at UC Berkeley. We've got those stories, 635 Armstrong and Getty. Good stuff. And that story about uh, Russia and Facebook and everything is just fascinating. Like I said, we are scratching the surface of a con- as a country to realize how much they dicked with our election. Mm. 
Mm. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Really good. It's got to leave a little time for clips of the week, though. Yeah. Remember oh. that? Oh, but it's a power-packed episode today. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. World keeps spinning, man. A lot of stories out there. A lot of stories out there. What the hell is North Korea doing? What's South Korea and Japan going to do? How long are you going to put up with a country that has an H-bomb shooting missiles over your uh, your country? Let alone us. It's a crazy day. I'm telling you, it, there is a lot of stuff going on that we need to get to. Um, also, you probably won't hear this, but a woman was stabbed in the throat in Berkeley last oh. night by... Uh, I didn't hear that. By violent left-wingers. I did not hear that story. No, you didn't. Of course you didn't. It's only interesting if right wingers do. So, uh, it's unbelievable. A guy and then they're all scumbags. A guy in a make, it was a guy in a Make America Great Again hat stabbed a Muslim woman in the throat? Yeah, exactly. That's what happened. Well, well interpreted. Uh, stay tuned. Um, ugliness. Ugliness. But we also have happiness and joy, including right now. It's time to take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. The swamp is 50 years in the making. Let's talk about the swamp. The swamp is a, is a business model. Now let's get down to brass tacks before I hit you with this funk. Snap that whole thing off, kilter like that. He got that wing, he's coming down. Beth, coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching. And you'll see drinking in public, but a hardworking man gets his money taken away and a ticket. That's not right. The Republican Party has been bitching about how bad the Democrats are on health care and taxes and just about everything else. Could you came back so fast, baby? Why, baby, 10 minutes without you seems like an eternity. Oh, it's okay, sweetie. We have Jim Bob now. What's the Jim Bob? Doot, doot. Awaiting request. There you go. Thin cow, <clears throat> a little sickly. Really? Feed it. So, uh, alert listener Sean sent this to us, and I watched a good bit of it last night. I found a very interesting thought. You might too. It is an extended interview with several North Korean defectors about their lives, and in particular, their attitudes about the United States, the regime's propaganda campaign, etc. I've sent it along to Positive Sean to post at the website. And I assume that will be done at some point in the near future. But I found it very interesting. What did you take from that? Was there a theme? Well, yeah. There's a drumbeat of uh, imaging of Americans since North Koreans are born um, that Americans are routinely uh, rapists, the cruelest of murderers, uh, commit war atrocities just as a matter of course, that we have very large noses for some reason, and like devil's eyes and kill babies and, and and rip babies from wombs, cut off women's breasts, I mean, all sorts of hairy stuff. And it's posted in lurid, really graphic posters in, like, school hallways for first graders. Wow. So they, they grow up, you know, in, in constant fear of America. So when they hear about their dear leader shooting off a missile, they they think, thank God he's protecting right. us against those people. Right. They, they over, overran us. God help us. And interestingly, when they would get food aid, it was portrayed as the dear leader is so clever and such an, a gifted diplomat, he got them to give us food. He demanded it, and because he's feared, 
they they went ahead and gave us food. Uh, really interesting, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, moving along, here is the freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, ben the Libertarian sends this, uh, this along, in particular, Jack, because in the past you have really liked this quote. It's from Pete Iyer. When a gesture of respect is made mandatory, it becomes an act of submission. What's an, uh, what's an example of that? Think about standing for the national anthem. Oh, gotcha. Putting one, uh, one's uh, hand on one's heart, that sort of thing. The Pledge of Allegiance. When a gesture of respect is made mandatory, it becomes an act of submission. Hmm. It's worth contemplating. Ben also sent her along the, uh, the, the, the resume, kind of the, the page on the Equifax corporate uh, website that uh, Susan uh, something or other, uh, who is their chief security officer, her background is in music composition. Maybe a background in education in music isn't the best for being chief of security officer. Well, I don't know. I don't know the rest of her background, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, This is a meme going around about the iPhone PSA. That would be a public service announcement. The new iPhone costs $999. The entire Cracker Barrel menu costs (laughs) $887.71. Make smart choices. (laughs) That's awesome. That is hilarious. That's funny. A little earlier in the week, we were... Offering up the uh, when are you old way to look at it test when are when are you considered old I like the uh, the formula of thirty seven point eight it's the midpoint of life before that you're young after that you're old <laughs> David uh, reminds us uh, a more accurate test trip and fall around your friends if they laugh you are young if they rush over to see if you're okay wow. you're old wow yeah. That is pretty good. You trip and fall oh my God, down. Are you all right? Oh, and they look to see if you're okay. Right, right. As opposed to, <laughs> nice job, idiot. Wow. Of course, that's, that's a guy test. Yeah. I don't oh, think yeah. it's exactly the same with women, but. Although, if my wife trips, I don't, my first thought isn't, oh my God. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't laugh, obviously, but I, I, don't, I don't think, oh, my God, is she going to get up? Did she break something? My first thought is, oh, my God, so I'm a better husband than you. Just for the record, if somebody's keeping track. <laughs> Moving along. In negotiation, there are shopkeepers and warriors, writes Ian, frequent correspondent from Tijuana. Obama negotiated like a shopkeeper. All right, let's stop, uh, analyze, and then uh, work things out. The problem is that the people he was negotiating with were warriors. Warriors, when they negotiate, never stop advancing. Perfect example of this disparity, the Iran nuclear deal. Also, people are losing their minds saying Trump has sold out and capitulated on the border border wall. Not so. He's negotiating while advancing. His dinner with Nancy and Chuck mostly to prod the Republicans into action, wasn't it? Remember the laser pointer and cat analogy? I do somewhat. He is using the Democrats to negotiate with the establishment Republicans. Mis dos centavos. My two cents. I think I've used up my mental energy on that one for the week. Mm. I, 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 I'm, I'm a warrior. I don't think you are. On the topic of the anus and quote-unquote being anal, here is a note from a wise man, an intelligent man, A kindred spirit, a man who sees the world as I do, from beautiful Chico, California. I completely agree with Joe, writes Dave, when he often suggests there's never any good reason to reference the anus. 
Americans have become way too comfortable with the term anal, referring to their being too meticulous or too attention to detail oriented. Mm -hmm. When I'm faced with a person who makes a statement that starts, I'm really anal about, I jump in and say, you mean you were not properly sexually stimulated anally during the formative years around 18 months to three years of age, so you are irrationally acting and being absurd about some stupid detail that only you care about? (laughs) Wow. I have no friends anymore, <laughs> yeah, I'm but sure. at least I'm doing my part to stop Americans from using the term so loosely. <laughs> uh, I would say it's taken on a new meaning is what I would say has happened. Dave is from Chief. Well, it's not a good one. We need to go back to the old meaning yeah. and then stop using it. <laughs> good luck with that. Freud, but... please. Hey, Freud is... Please. There's a, there's a book out recently about how does Freud continue... To be uh, referenced, I, almost everything he believed has been discounted. Mm, depends who you ask. A lot of it has been. But why is he still held up in such high regard? I think part of it was he was an innovator. You know, I think the whole id, ego, superego thing is still a fairly useful yeah. way oh, to yeah. look at yourself in life, for instance. But the whole how'd your potty training go? Mm-hmm. Are you super fastidious or are you sloppy? I, I just, everything goes back to your relationship with your mom. Nobody and believes you're that. Right, and your mom's Heine. Here's a nice note from Lisa. Car makes. We were talking about the most popular cars in each state. I was surprised that you attributed the most popular car make in each state to political leanings. Well, well, we didn't, Lisa. I don't think I did. That would be surprising. We didn't. I said it's kind of surprising how accurately the images of the cars reflect the politics of the states. Um, that's not attributing. It's, it's different. It's, it's correlation, not causation. Uh, she points out Oregon, Washington, and Colorado are very mountainous states with lots of rain and snow. There's a high percentage of people there drive all-wheel drive vehicles, which Subarus are. Well, that's uh, indisputable. N- nonetheless, nice to hear from you. Jack, this is a wake-up call to get moving full speed. Every lesbian driving a Subaru, it's because it's rainy where they live? I that don't is think, correct. I don't think that's the case. That is correct. They need the all-wheel drive. Well, I would uh, stand up in, uh, on behalf of Oregonians everywhere that, you know, if you're going to drive anywhere, uh, you know, over one of the many passes you have to go over on I-5 in Oregon, you really need all wheel. But or it certainly helps. Anyway, Brian writes. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Brian is actually, I think, a flack. Yeah, he's a he's a PR flack. He wants us to interview somebody. Wants us to interview Elizabeth Sanders on the trend in America to natural homemade soap. Quoting her and noting her horseopiece.com soaps. Is it like horse soap? But they're natural. Blah, blah. Oh, her soaps have... Make you smell like a horse, these soaps? Yes, exactly. You don't want to smell like a horse. I do. Um, I own a horse. You don't want to smell like a horse. The Times reported she uses 100% nutrient-rich raw goat milk mm. without skin-drying water used by other brands. And her soaps have beneficial ingredients such as glycerin. Do you have... Glycerin I think in your we do. goat soap? I think we do, actually. Excellent. Excellent. I, just the other night, I said, what's that smell? And I think my wife said glycerin. Then he quotes a... Uh, it's a, fairly a, dangerous soap A fashion maker. blog. Mm. The only thing I know of glycerin is nitroglycerin, yeah. and that's exactly. explosives. Glycerin is uh, an ingredient in many of explosive uh, thingamajiggers. Oh, my golly, it's late. We have a lot more, but we'll get to it in a bit. Yeah, my wife's got to get on this soap bandwagon, because it won't last long. The uh, The boutique soap thing. Hot. You strike while the iron is hot? Absolutely. If you wait a month, forget it. It's going to be, I don't know, uh, uh, chicken eye drops or, or I don't know, uh, cow shoes. Well, we already have cow shoes, but goat soap is going to be hilariously out of date. Back to fidget spinners. Who knows? 
Uh, so there's a lot in the news today we've got to get to, and we got. Uh, so we're going to talk to somebody. Cheap deodorant. That would have been a good one. Cheap deodorant. Right. We're going to talk to somebody who owns. Not, uh, good. An owner of one of those bikini coffee places that is causing so much legal trouble. What's it, going on there? It's the old uh, whore in Java. Allegedly. Java and Jugs is the name of one of these places. They have a number of suggestive names that I don't appreciate. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, the owner of Bikini Baristas. Uh, No, that's the, the issue. The owner of Hillbilly Espresso is the, the whole Bikini Barista story. Uh, owner of Hilly, Hillbilly Espresso coming on the show here in about 20 minutes or so. Interested in talking to this dude. Um, we understand he's quite colorful. Didn't want to do any interviews because he doesn't like the way it's being handled until he found out we're libertarians. And then was willing to come on the show. Because I don't think the government should tell you you can't serve coffee in a bikini. Unless there's some crime going on or something. Cover your boobs, harlot. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> but, uh... I don't know, he's got six of these, so it's popular, I guess. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, terror attack in London. Police there say an IED caused this morning's blast on a train at a London subway station. Eighteen people sent to the hospital. None appear to have life-threatening injuries. Metropolitan Police saying... We now assess that this was a detonation of an improv- improvised explosive device. Now, the investigators are saying the main explosive failed to go off when the timer went off. If that had happened, the casualty count would have been much, much worse. So it was sitting in a tub. There was two. There were two uh, apparently uh, explosive loads. One went off. The main one did not. And uh, in London, everybody's on camera all the time, so they got to have a lot of video to look at. Yep. To try to figure out who put that there. President Trump taking to Twitter condemning the attack. Another attack in London by a loser terrorist, he says. They are sick and demented people who were in the sights of Scotland Yard must be proactive. I like calling them loser terrorists. As opposed to mastermind geniuses. Oh, yeah. Let's not glorify these idiots. He went God, on. They're, they're members of a death cult. They're the worst sort of idiot. Trump going on to tweet, We've made more progress in the last nine months against ISIS than the Obama administration has made in eight years. Must be proactive and nasty! Exclamation point. Uh, The president weighing in on that. Elsewhere... Japan's warning sirens were blaring when the North Korean missile was launched and again passed overhead... overhead of uh, Japan. This was the longest flight yet for a North Korean missile and meant to send a clear message of defiance days after the U.N. Security Council adopted further sanctions. Minutes later, South Korea fired its own missile, showing it has the power to launch its own deadly attack against the North. And closer to... One interesting point on that uh, is the Trump administration decided to not shoot that thing um, on the the pad. We we saw them getting that thing ready. Uh We had much time. To, to blast it on the launch pad, right. decided not to for whatever strategic reason. I, don't, I, I thought it was too provocative. Because oh, well. at that point, we didn't know where it was going. I'd really like to know what's going on behind the classified curtain in terms of discussions with Russia and China. Yeah. Something, I hope. Something substantive that they'll stick with, I hope. But 
Uh, it wouldn't surprise me a bit if we're just on the inexorable slide to North Korea having significant nuclear arms. I mean, in fact, it would surprise me if the result is something different than that. We'll have to talk about that more later, but why not take it out on the pad? Yes. A little pushback there. Why not? Must it's be provocative. Meanwhile, hundreds of demonstrators took to the streets near UC Berkeley to protest a campus speech by conservative commentator Ben Shapiro. All told, there were nine arrests. One woman was attacked. She was taken away by ambulance. A witness says she was expressing her support for Shapiro. She was holding up a sign that was like uh, pro Shapiro. So she was up here like uh, holding it up. And then someone came out from the crowd and yanked the sign from her. And then um, she chased after him and then um, just someone else, like people try to get involved to try to like tell them not to just like break it up. But then um, she got punched, I think. Uh, I, according to one person who was there, a friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, she was stabbed. She was bleeding rather profusely. I've seen the picture. It is, in, it is certainly possible that in the confusion, that report is inaccurate. That, in fact, she was just smashed in the face. Because, right. trust me, <laughs> you can bleed a lot from your face. But bad enough to go yeah. to the hospital. Well, certainly, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Security extremely tight all day. Zellerbrock Hall closed off until people with tickets were allowed to go in about 90 minutes before the speech. The hall was packed. Shapiro getting a standing O when he was announced. Mr. Ben Shapiro! The reason that I am here is because fascism does not own this university. Because there are students who do want to hear differing views who don't want to be told that they can only hear one view, who don't believe that the First Amendment should die under the jackboots and Birkenstocks of a bunch of anarchist communist pieces of garbage. <laughs> who's, who's, who, how many people are on his side on that statement? Like 90% of America? I would hope. Well, not, not California, though. Not you in remember, California, no. Yeah, about half people are in favor of restricting yep. free speech based on who's speaking. Which betrays an ignorance so profound I can hardly stand it. Uh, by the way, that uh, that that lunatic halfwit Yvette Falarka was on the scene. She already charged with inciting a riot. She was attempting to incite a riot. We have tape of her yelling her idiocies. God, if you're following her seriously, take a good look at yourself. I mean, you're you're so clearly gonna regret this. She's a well anyway. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Boy, there is so much to talk about today. Um, and it's Friday. I mean, so, you know, it's not like we want to take on all the pro- try to solve the world's problems on a Friday morning. I don't know about you. I, don't, I generally don't. Um, but you got the, the missiles in North Korea and various things going on in D.C. And- oh, that's crazy. Crazy. Plus, you got uh, half-nude uh, young women dealing up coffee. Can we stand for this? <laughs> I, w- I would hope we're tough enough for that. Are we not tough for that, enough for that in America? Uh, I-, I won't have it in my continent. I can deal with it. <laughs> so because some coffee shops were turned into whorehouses, they won't let the other coffee shops have bikini baristas? That's ridiculous. What's next? Shirtless young men dealing up smoothies? I won't have it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We thought it'd be fun to take a look at this issue just because it's been in the news for uh, and um, Everett. Um, well, I won't say I won't I won't get into that part. I won't get specific. But we got so these bikini coffee places have been popping up around the country, and uh, some places are trying to crack down on them for some reason. I understand if you don't if you don't want it, you're, uh, somebody in a bikini to give you coffee, don't go there. Well, but, if only it were that simple, Jack. Simple, Jack.
Uh, so we'll talk to the owner of several of these shops coming up in a couple well, of Well, I, I understand a couple of them have turned into whorehouses, but that's a different thing. Well, and, and what if you cannot drive down the street without that's, seeing semi-nudity? That's a different thing also. Again, so we're going we're gonna to see uh, what's up. It's obviously a different thing. We're going to so, closely examine the scantily clad coffee business. So a microphone on At the... Length. <laughs> A microphone on the floor of the U.S. Senate yesterday caught Chuck Schumer, minority leader of the Democrats, on microphone talking about his relationship with Donald Trump. I'm sorry, I just got here. Anything new? No. He likes, he likes us. He likes me anyway. Look, what we said was exactly accurate. Here's what I told him. I said, Mr. President. You're much better off if you can sometimes step right and sometimes step left. If you have to step just in one direction, you're boxed. He gets that. Oh, it's going to work out, and it'll make us more productive, too. So if you couldn't understand what was being said there, listening to AM radio, he uh, he says he likes us. Well, he likes me. And Making reference to the president's obvious disdain for the uh, horrible Nancy Pelosi. And Mitch McConnell, who uh, he doesn't like. Well, I think he was talking about the Democratic leadership. Oh, you think so? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because he refers to us a number of times, and it's pretty clear mm. he means uh, Democrats. Um, because there were some quotes that came out yesterday of uh, Trump saying, "Mitch McConnell, I can't just, I can't, I can't be in a room with him. He's just so." He said something about him being flat or boring or something like that. Mm. So he's got, he's definitely got some problems with him, and <laughs> and it reminded everybody of that joke. Uh, Barack Obama told once, everybody in Washington, D.C. says I need to have a drink with Mitch, Mitch McConnell. How about you have a drink with Mitch McConnell? <laughs> Which is a pretty funny joke. You know, this is, this is, this is amazing. I've now, I'm on my fourth, because I wanted to tell people exactly what he said, because it's a little hard to hear. I'm on my fourth article now. Yep, fourth. Just picks a couple of phrases and leaves the rest out. I can, I can do that. That's freaking astonishing. I can do the radio because, subtitles. Because oh, I'm still talking, Sean, because there are aspects of it that are interesting in terms of his view of the Republicans, his view of the president, his view of his own party, et cetera, et cetera. And it's only like 35 words. What, is the internet full? They don't have room to have the whole quote? It's like four sentences. Sean, do you happen to have the complete transcript? Uh, well, yeah, so he's got the, he likes me anyways, then this part is hard to hear. What we said was exactly yeah. What we said was exactly accurate. That refers to their statement they released out after mm. the the, the right. agreement overnight. Here's what I told him. I said, Mr. President, you're much better off if you can sometimes step right and sometimes step left. If you I said, Mr. President, you're sometimes better. You're better off if you can sometimes step left, sometimes step right. If you have to step just in one direction, you're boxed. If you have to step in one direction, you're boxed in, and I think he understood that. Oh, it's going to work out, and it'll make us more productive too. It's going to work out, and this will make us more productive, too. Well, all that, that the latter stuff is just true. I think that's just telling a guy this is how it works. It's shocking and scandalous that somebody would say to the president, you know, you give us a little, we'll give you a little, and, and we'll both be more productive. I, I can't believe it. I, I don't know what to do. we got to disband the government or, or hold uh, monkey trials or something. Oh, my God, like working together and compromising? We can't have it? Well, do you think Donald Trump wants to sit down with the, uh, he's a New Yorker, you think he wants to sit down with Chuck Schumer, also a New Yorker, who's his, the same politics as him for most of his life? Right. Or sit down with uh, Tennessee's own, or is it Kentucky's own, Mitch McConnell? Right. Um, probably, yeah. you know. Yeah, the, uh, the the dry Kentuckian. Yeah. The droning, cartoon, turtle-ish. I think that's Kentuckian. pretty obvious to everyone. 
How about right. you have a drink with Mitch McConnell? Yeah. <laughs> That's anyway. hilarious. So I finally found the Blaze has evidently enough ink to put the whole quote down there. That's weird. Only That's took weird. six or seven? Yeah. So I think it was the fifth or sixth. <laughs> God, right. journalism sucks. I'm not exactly sure why this was such a... It got played a gazillion times yesterday. I mean, it's kind of... It's always interesting to hear politicians when they think nobody's listening. Right. To hear how they talk. Right. But uh, nothing there that's that surprising to me. Yeah. What do they say? A gaffe is when a politician accidentally tells the truth. Right. Oh, or did Schumer know that Mike was hot? You heard the other guys were whispering. They were completely inaudible. You could hear Schumer. Hey, a test, lot of, test, tapping it. <laughs> a lot of conservative talk radio went crazy yesterday, uh, anti-Trump. We'll have to play some of that for you. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.